0: Cannon's on the Run, episode 33, a podcast out of St. Norbert Abbey in De Pere, Wisconsin. I'm Frater Jonathan Turba. And I'm Reverend Frater Jordan Neek. And we are back to talk to you about our life information and our life as Norbert teams. We have a new flavor going on for this episode. Flavor, flavor. <laughs> That's probably copyrighted. That, that probably is. Intellectual um, property. Floating sea by that when uh, Deacon Jordan said that, so we're covering but before we get into that new angle, that new flavor of this episode, we'll catch you up with what we've been up to. I didn't write anything of what I've been up to. What have you been up to? We've been up
1: to nothing. <laughs> well, funny you should ask. So I was able to take some time home after New Year's, which was really nice to visit family and see the new house or duplex that my parents moved into uh, since they sold their house. It was a change. Jam- It was a change, um, going from a ranch-style home to a duplex. Very cozy. Um, But one of the reasons I went up there was my grandpa wasn't doing the best health-wise. And I figured this would be one of the last opportunities to see him. And it was. He ended up dying when I was home. So it was a beautiful opportunity to celebrate his funeral as a deacon, along with my pastor, Father Jerry. Got to preach my grandpa's funeral and um, got to do the final commendation. Um, I also helped in the, the parish cluster that weekend, preaching all the masses with Father Jerry. So uh, that was pretty fun. And then wrapped up this last week, why we didn't have our podcast released was we were on retreat as a community at St. Norbert Abbey, mm-hmm. being led by Father John
0: mm-hmm. Clausen. Abba oh, John Clausen. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Abbott
1: John Clausen from St. John's Abbey in Collegeville, Minnesota. So that was a beautiful experience, a wonderful opportunity for fraternity.
0: Mm-hmm, it was. And that's the same Abbey where you and I both went on our separate retreats be- before Simple and solemn Vows, St. John Abbey. Respectively. Respectively. And yeah, keeping that clear for everyone, <laughs> got to make sure, right? I profess Simple Vows, you profess Sullen Vows. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Indeed. As for me, I haven't been doing too much. Well, I've been... Since our last episode, I've gotten back into. That seems so unlike you. (laughs) I've been doing plenty. Since our last episode, I have gotten back into classes at CTU, one week of classes, and then we had our retreat. And so now I'll be going into the next, the third week of classes. So just trying to make sure I'm keeping coursework balanced.
1: Yeah, that's tough.
0: It is. It's plenty to do, but it's good. I really was thankful for the time back at the Abbey. And we've had some snowstorms and things here in Chicago, between De Pere and Chicago, so it's been nice. Yeah, <laughs> we got lots of snow here in Chicago. Yeah, we do. I think more than our conference in Green Bay, actually. It's so
1: beautiful.
0: It's gorgeous, especially when it's fresh, before all the cars and things in the city make it brown and nasty. Ew. <laughs> so this new episode, we're trying something new. We're going to do an episode that's a part of a series. So for the next 10 episodes, we're going to talk about one of the 10 parts of... Pope Saint John the Twenty Third's daily decalogue, basically ideas that he used to guide him in his daily living. You can tell
1: we we just got done with the retreat, so it's uh, spiritual practices.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So things that'll kind of keep us going in our own way as well. This idea came about because my sister gave me a, a a book that had this daily decalogue in it with some lovely illustrations with it. So shout out to my sister Tracy. Thank you for that book. Shout out, it's way changed. cooler than you. <laughs> And me. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. nice. So this, I mean, this book, this idea has really been changing my life in in little ways, which are becoming big ways, which ties into what we talked about recently, talking about these small conversions, right? Yeah. So I shared this book and this idea with Deacon Jordan, and we decided to make this a series for the next 10 episodes and talk about one item from the Decalogue each day from Pope John the 23rd. So today's theme is item number one. Item one reads, only for today. I will seek to live the live long day positively without wishing to solve the problems of my life all at once. One thing I should point out, each item in the Decalogue, if you're not familiar with it, as I wasn't, starts with only for today, or in the case of the book that I have, the translation is just for today. So only for today. So this idea of not getting overwhelmed, but just thinking about daily living, living in the present. So only for today, I will seek to live the live long day positively without wishing to solve the problems of my life all at once. When you hear that, Deacon Jordan, how does that speak to you, or what do you hear in this first item of the Decalogue?
1: In my own reflection on life, especially Christmas break, I was left with nothing to do. I checked all my tasks for school, and this break period was kind of blah. Hmm. It was nice to rejuvenate, but I was reflecting upon, I love to-do lists. Mm -hmm. In a sense, the Decalogue is kind of a to-do list. Uh, It gives my day direction. It gives my life direction. And it's joyful to go through tasks and check them off. Um, But I also realized that I can't get down on myself if I did not complete all the tasks for that day. And for me, what St. John the Twenty-third is saying is, I'll live today positively to my best and i'll work and be challenged throughout this day but also realize that i'm imperfect and i'm not going to get everything accomplished that i need to get accomplished Mm -hmm. or everything done or fixed that i need to get fixed tomorrow is another day
0: Mm. that's a beautiful way of hearing that what do you think
1: of friday jonathan
0: (laughs) i love it when i so when i hear it I'm drawn to the word positively right away. That's something that I've tried to live by for a large part of my life, is just looking at things optimistically, bring a positive attitude, and I really believe that that can transform a lot. Just today, before we recorded, I actually got to see how this plays out in daily life. So I went grocery shopping, and I was thinking about this, reflecting on it, this first one, and trying to just think, okay, be positive in what I'm doing. And while I'm grocery shopping, I went to go get meat from the deli department, and the two guys who are ham working... Ham off the bone. That's absolutely right. Roundy's ham off the bone is a regular here at our house. <laughs> and so when I went there to order it, the guys working behind the desk were just chatting, having a good time. Um, I asked for the ham. He went to go cut it. He turned around and asked me how much. He had forgotten that I'd asked for a pound, so I said, yeah, just one pound, and so he says, great, he turns and starts to cut it. And within one slice, he turns to me and he like walks away from the machine. And he looks at me in the eye and he says, thanks for being so positive. I have some customers that are just really angry sometimes. So thanks. And I like, before I could respond, he turned around and cut the first piece and said, is this thin enough? And I said, yeah, that works great for sandwiches. Thank you. And um, he just kept cutting it. And that totally blew me out of the water. Like I wasn't trying to be like super friendly or, you know, just, I was, when I go grocery shopping, I just try to make sure I walk a little slower because it's a busy grocery store that I go to, and it's easy to start like cutting people off or feeling stressed out. And so I just take my time and smile, say excuse me, let people through if they need to get through. And after that, I had like three or four other lovely interactions with people at the store I didn't know, just because, you know, taking that time um, and just trying to be aware of. So I'm not wandering around like trying to smile and make everyone like, hey, you're great. How are you today? You know, it's not like over the top, but you just slow you down. away from me. Yeah, right, that might be too much. <laughs> But to just be present and slow down enough so that i don't I'm not rushed I'm not completely self absorbed right
1: right well i don't I don't recall you saying before this instance like you were waiting patiently at the deli counter and were not being served where a lot of people would are just in a rush and would just blow up mm-hmm. like express their frustration mm-hmm. to whoever will listen and mm-hmm. unfortunately, it's usually the person behind the counter serving the serving the customer so having that patience and just, hey, out of my control.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, it it was, I mean, yeah, they were having a good time, and I just had to wait a few seconds, but nothing that drove me nuts, obviously. But yeah, you can tell that people appreciate that, you know, you're not being short and being angry.
1: Right, and it it really doesn't help anybody. Like, it makes both people kind of feel miserable.
0: Absolutely. So the second part of this, of number one here, from the Decalogue, going through the day without wishing to solve the problems of my life all at once. That, for me, speaks to me in busyness. I mean, today, most days, let's be honest, I'm thinking about all the things I'd like to do that I want to do, and then I think I'm looking at those collectively throughout the day, and it's wearing me down. Instead of recognizing, okay, God, what is it that I need to do right now? One physical way I found to help me do that was when I'm at my desk uh, in my room here just doing schoolwork or anything, is actually put everything else away so that I only have... One thing on my desk, and I realize that allows me to be single mindedly busy. I remember we talked about that before mm-hmm. in a different episode to be single mindedly busy with that one thing, and I can focus on that so that helps me at least to not think about like all these things I need to do, just this one thing I'm doing right now, and that's enough so to not trying to solve everything but just let's solve this one thing right now. The other way that it helps me is related to you're talking about the to do list that you you know struggle to to find that activity or that balance of having things to do and not having things to do. Mm-hmm. This past Saturday, I had a really flexible schedule that I really needed to do a lot of coursework for CTU. And those days can kind of get away from me or can feel blah by the end of the day because I don't feel like I've necessarily done a lot. I've just sat in a room and read a ton or done a bunch of homework, you know? So I set up that day intentionally and put in my calendar for the day. Here are the times that I'm going to be praying outside of what our usual community schedule is. And having those times of individual prayer and putting them in my schedule actually made that day go a lot better because it didn't seem like I had, you know, 12 hours in front of me now to make sure I got a lot done. I saw these things I needed to do, which was prayer. I needed to do those is what it, at least I was trying to help, you know, make sure I'm seeing it that way. Not like, you know, oh, okay, did I pray? Oh, i have these things to do and then I'll, you know, I'll go like pray evening prayer on my own later and that'll be fine. But mm-hmm. to just put it in my schedule and say, these are the things I need to do. And kind of magically, from my own experience, it made my to-do list of things I needed to do not seem so daunting. Because then I just realized, okay, these are the things I have to do. Pray, take care of myself, and I need to fit in, you know, CTU, doing coursework, that kind of a thing. So those are two ways that this really helped shape me in this last week, reflecting on this first one.
1: Yeah, and I love how you mentioned making time in your day. So Saturday was really a focus on schoolwork for you. But in your day calendar, you gave reminders of, hey, time to pray the office today. Mm-hmm. And I find that so beautiful in, in that sometimes I feel in my own life, praying the office, it's whenever I have free time, I can fit it in rather than being intentional. So I can fall into the habit of just trying to fit prayer in wherever I can in the day. And I love the intentionality of how the office is established for each moment of the day to make time for God, and I believe what Saint John the Twenty Third is also trying to get to in his daily decalogue is recognizing, especially this this first one that that all things are in God's hands. And when we were looking at Scripture, uh, we were looking at Matthew six verses twenty five through twenty six, which reads. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? And what, what Matthew is trying to portray, I feel, in 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 these two verses is that yeah it's all in God's hands like God cares for his people and while we're made to carry out God's mission to the world we also recognize that we're imperfect and ultimately it's in God's hands and you know this is what I love the phrase that St. John the 23rd would finish his day with Uh, in his prayer St. John the 23rd would say I've done my best I could do In your service this day, O Lord, I'm going to bed. It's your church. Take care of it. Hmm. It's this very liberating, peaceful phrase. It's like, you're the Pope. You're in charge of the church. And in his humility, he goes, I can only do so much. Mm -hmm. God, it's in your hands.
0: Yeah, I love the balance of that statement, what you just said. You know, I'm going to do as much as I can. And at the end of the day, I cannot do anything without God. So we've got to see it that way. Mm-hmm. So moving forward, um, we hope that you can spend some time with this yourself. You can actually find Pope John the 23rd's Daily Decalogue on the Vatican website. If you just do a Google search and look up um, Pope John the 23rd Daily Decalogue, you'll find it. Or even probably like something like John the 23rd Daily Sayings, 10 daily sayings, you'll you'll find it. And this first one, um, we encourage you just to spend some time praying and reflecting on how this enters into your life and see if that transforms your daily living as well so to repeat it one more time only for today i will seek to live the live long day positively without wishing to solve the problems of my life all at once so breathe live simply let that transform you and we'll come back to you with uh the next item in the decalogue in our next episode great if you want to learn more about Canons on the Run, go to www.nobertins.org, click on the podcast tab, and you can contact us by clicking on contact the podcast team.
1: You can also find us on iTunes. Make sure to leave us a review and a rating. Uh, make sure also to like us on
0: Facebook. We hope you enjoyed this introduction to Pope St. John 23rd's Daily Decalogue. We look forward to hearing how it transforms you in your own life, and we look forward to continuing to share with you how it transforms us in our own life. So for now, may we continue to be aware daily to live positively, not solving the problems of our life all at once, but recognizing that God is in control, and today is enough. Amen. Saints Norbert and Augustine,
1: and John the 23rd, pray pray for for us.
0: us.